We're live. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Lisa. Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> We're back um, on our podcast in this new year, and um, we have a really special guest today, uh, Heidi Bosch. Harud, I think I said it right. Um, she's an amazing, <laughs> she's an amazing um, executive director of the program. If Lauren, you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, it's uh, Women's Voices Now, and uh, I was actually for I've, I've been start, sort of obsessed with their uh, website and their films, uh, obsessing over it ever since I saw an interview that Heidi gave with one, our good friend Ray. Um, it's incredible. I can't wait to just dive in and, and talk to her about. Uh, just the what happens when you um, integrate women into basically the fabric of society and the way that they um, should be, uh, you know, and, and what does that do for the world and uh, what does that do for our future? So I'm excited. All right. All right. Let's pop let's on, Heidi on here. Yeah. And say hello. hello there she Heidi. is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Lauren and Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so tell our audience a little bit about what yourself and then um, this amazing um, program that you're in. Sure. So um, as, as Lisa mentioned, my name is Heidi bash Harod, and I'm speaking to you from Redondo Beach, California, this very hot and sunny morning. Um, I think on my Instagram account, I identify as a mother activist and writer. I think in those in that order, um, I'm the mother of three children, seven, five and two and a wife and a daughter and, you know, all those other friend, all those other wonderful roles that we play as women. And I proudly serve as the executive director of Women's Voices Now, where where we use film to drive positive social change that advances girls and women's rights globally. And we do that primarily through our three programs, which is our film festival, which is coming up in March, and our youth development program, which is called Girls Voices Now, and our uh, online film collection, Voices for Change, which actually has a really exciting uh, thing happening coming in March as well, which maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. So <clears throat> generally on the podcast, we sort of launch into a, a question. Um, and the question we sort of thought of with our last podcast, we were, we went over what we talked about in 2021 and it ended up with um, talking to our friend Mary about journaling and the power of healing with journaling. And then leading into this conversation with you, which felt, you know, Mary was talking about going inside and, and you're talking about taking your inside and putting it outside. And so we just thought we'd talk about the question, how can creativity be a catalyst for positive change? Because it, it feels to us that that seems to be one of your main goals with Women's Voices Now. Absolutely. So, and so just to be very specific when we're speaking, if I'm speaking, you know, in my capacity as executive director of Women's Voices Now, and we're an organization usually using film and film as a, a medium of self-expression, of art, of creativity, um, it's really incredible to see, I mean, you know, a filmmaker has this idea of a story that they want to tell and it lives inside their head, right? And uh, there might be other outside people who have to help make that story come alive, whether it's their film crew or the subjects of their documentary or their cast members. And then all of a sudden, you know, it comes from inside their mind out onto into real life and then onto a screen and then it touches us all. And that creative process, I think, is, um, you know, it's empowering for all the people involved. 
um, for the different roles that they play. And then I think that sort that form of creativity of filmmaking is very powerful in generating empathy among us, right? And that we sort of become interconnected through this empathetic experience of ingesting a story through film. So I get to see all the time like that how people's creative processes can actually affect change in the world, right? Like by telling the stories that we don't hear all the time, maybe the stories we don't always want to hear or even know we need to listen to. Um, and that that creative process uh, given to us by a filmmaker is very much like holding up a mirror to ourselves, right? Like the films that we use in our, in our programming, um, it's asking the viewer to not just be a passive consumer of the medium, but to think, you know, what kind of change is needed in my life, in my family, in my community, and in the world. Uh, and it's a very powerful experience. Wow. That's amazing. I, I know when I was thinking about um, this podcast, I was thinking about the power of story, but I also was thinking about, you kind of hinted on it, but I'd like to know more. It's like, how does it transform the, the filmmaker you know what I mean? Um, you as a producer and then the viewer in a little more details, because I find that fascinating. It's like, and then also like the filmmaker has to have so much courage to show themselves that vulnerability. If you could touch on that, if it's multifaceted, but. <laughs> yeah. So a specific film comes to mind that I could use as, you know, anecdotal mm -hmm. way to, to talk about it, to answer your question. So last year in our film festival, a film came through called Lupita, and it's made by an American Mexican filmmaker. Uh, she is now living permanently, I think, like deep in Mexico in Chiapas, where Lupita is from. And she's a Chiapan, um, like not a freedom fighter, but I would say like a, a, a political figure wow. trying to fight for the rights of the people of Chiapas, as well as being like an incredible um, advocate for women. She's a survivor of a massacre that took place there. And wow. so Monica is the filmmaker. And first of all, she had the bravery to go like deep into the jungle of Chiapas and, and start telling the story of Lupita. But then now she's making another film about another, another person and also in Mexico and and it's like you can see how this this um, this act of bravery but act of creativity sort of took over her life because wow. what she's trying to do is to try to bring the Lupita movie to other communities in Chiapas so that other girls see Lupita mm -hmm. and see that they can become who Lupita is that whatever sort of framework they they are existing in in their in their communities in their societies that there's there's someone from them who's doing things differently or doing different things and it sort of broadens the you know, the space that a woman or a girl can take up in that context of, of villages and Chiapas. So you, I've seen how, you know, like social change filmmakers, right? They become one with the work that they're creating and, mm -hmm. and they start making the change that they want to see using their film. And that's, and then when, if it comes to women's voices now, our job is to bring it to other audiences to make it a bigger change making film. Wow. I, I, I chills. I got chills from that. That's amazing. It's on our website. You can anyone can watch that. It's, you can look in our okay. Voices for Change film collection and, and be inspired by the film and the story. And the yeah, film. <laughs> right. I, yeah, that's incredible. It's the the idea that um, because generally speaking, when you read the mission, you're sort of thinking to yourself, oh, okay, so it's it's a film. You put a film out there, and people like me can learn about people that don't look like me. But right. you're talking about even like the like actually encouraging people within and own their own community to identify with someone that looks like them and then they that they can do this and that i mean there's this like lisa said this is multifaceted that's that's yeah. a, that's so incredible my question for you is 
if you have a personal opinion on this or not, I certainly do. Um, I'm a photographer, photographer by nature. So I, my question is, why do you think, um, if you do, film is so powerful at mm. doing something like this? What, what is it about film that does that? Well, yes, I have a definitely a personal opinion about this. I'm someone who is like, since a child, whether it was a book or a film, like I just get transported. Like I'm a really good audience. I'm, I'm ready to just like give myself over to the experience. So I think like, a, you know, a good film um, has that power of like, you know, moving pictures, you know, you see yourself, you see other human beings, it's transportative. Um, I did, we just finished the process of internally reviewing all the films coming through our festival. And it was a very emotional month. You know, I, I was in Pakistan, like in the streets, like fighting with women for mm. being free from violence in the streets. And yeah. I was in Mexico, like watching midwives, you know, fighting for the right to practice midwifery in Mexico and not be at odds with doctors. I mean, you know, like it's, it's just, it just brings you there, right? And a good film has good music and it has good footage and it has good interviews. Um, you know, there's, there's just really getting, it's like having a really good conversation, a deep, good conversation with someone, right. Where you get to really know, like, what is their human experience? A good mm -hmm. film will do that. Right. It really helps us share the human experience in, in a very intimate way of people that, you know, wouldn't open up to us like that because we may never meet them in the first place. And then right. because you can watch it as an audience with other people, you're not the only one who experienced that, right? And someone else sitting next to you, maybe, uh, you know, connected to something differently because it spoke to something in their life or their past or, or their future, you know? So it's just, I just think it's like that there's that group, there can be that group experience, there's that individual experience, it's the audio visual. And for all those reasons, I think that's why it's so powerful and just is yeah, so supportive. Yeah, our friend, uh, our friend Ray Leskin says it's more than awareness; it's a medium of advocacy. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that because you can not only make someone aware of something, you can you can change their mind about something. Totally. Yes, and that's the goal with women's voices now. If if you if you need to change your mind to think about women as full human beings, we're we're here to bring you films that will encourage you to do so. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Pure transformation. Yes. Um, Gosh, uh, yeah, it's just phenomenal. I mean, I, I think I want to watch all the movies on your side, and I want to go to the film festival. Let's go to there. Like, tell us about the film festival, and also how do like how did the people produce the films? Where does the funds come from? And just kind of like the more um, you know nuts and bolts of your organization. Yes. So for our film festival, the, the mission of the film festival is to support emerging women filmmakers who are using their skills to make films about women's and girls' rights issues around the world. So it's kind of twofold. So if you're, we're thinking about audiences, we're trying to, you know, spread awareness and encourage advocacy, as Ray said, about women's rights issues. But for the filmmakers themselves, we know that women filmmakers face many more challenges than men in the film industry in funding their films, um, you know, in having production companies all across the board. Like there's so, there, there's so many statistics. A big report was just released by, I think, Women in Film in January, like really showing, again, like how much still have to gain in parity to access to filmmaking resources. Right. So what we're to um, develop our film festival more and more into each year and we're able to, as we grow, is a festival where women filmmakers, one, we, we uh, give $10,000 in cash prizes. Nice. We, um, we try to choose our jury members very um, intentionally so that it's women who are 
from, from the activist world, but also from the film industry so that our filmmakers have an opportunity to network with these, with these women and as, you know, as mentors or as just giving them good notes on their films. Um, so trying to create that community of support. And then we're also trying to seek other ways to support the filmmakers themselves. Like what, what would be the most that a filmmaker can get out of submitting their film to the Women's Voices Now Film Festival? Um, so that's sort of like our building our commitment to the filmmakers and then to the audiences is, is bringing them films that are not exactly always the most highly produced polished films right it's really about what is the story you know is this is this a story that really needs to be heard and told and and a, a story told well doesn't have to have the fancy anything you know a good story is a good story so it's it's just um it's about giving that range of of plat a platform to a range of filmmakers and emerging filmmakers that's an important one too is emerging is me i mean you can be 15 and you can be 95 it's you know because women's lives are very the trajectory is quite often Interrupted, not interrupted, but like there are different. If someone chooses to become a mother, if someone is in one career and then switches gears, if someone has to be a caretaker, you know, women's lives are not always linear in their trajectory. So a woman might have an idea for a film at the age of fifteen, and it takes her till she's ninety-five to finally be able to make that film. She's an emerging, she's an emerging filmmaker. So we're also trying to seek those women. Um, yeah. So tell me about, uh, so we have an annual event called Art Break Day and it's, uh, you know, we, uh, we have amazing volunteers across the globe that set up free art making spaces for, and they invite their community to sit down and make art. And we do that specifically because um, it, it becomes a large event. We also have other programs that encourage people to take art on a daily basis. It makes me think of the, the film festival. What is, what's the sort of the reasoning and the deeper impact of having a festival as opposed to just putting a, a video out there uh, on a on a regular interval. I think you know a festival when it's the opportunity to offer prizes, right? And it's and it's really just a celebration because filmmakers they go through so much to make their films. It's they're quite often spending the money out of their own pocket. They don't always have funds. They don't have uh, sponsors or grants or um, production companies behind them. You know their equipment. Maybe they're borrowing it. Maybe they have to sell one thing to get another thing, you know, so our filmmakers are just really, um, you know, trying to to make it happen. So wait, I lost track of my, I was going to say another thing. Tell me what you asked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk about the, um, it's, it's a, along the same lines of the question we're talking about in terms of a catalyst, you know, what's the difference between having a film festival Right so, right, so right. So plainly stated, like we all need to be celebrated. We all need to be recognized for the work that we do. And I think this is just that opportunity to really celebrate these filmmakers for the hard work that they put into this. And also I understand as I get to know more and more filmmakers over the years, they want their films to be seen. They want audiences. They want the feedback. They need that interaction with their, with the people of the world. Like art, artists, while not artists are performance artists, right? There is a performance aspect to all art and that it needs to be viewed, you know, like experience consumed. And then the artist kind of needs to know, like, how did this land with the people who are consuming it? So the festival, I think, is very much that opportunity for that dialogue between the creator and the consumer of the art form. Beautiful. I'm thinking about, I want to know about you as an artist, um, as a writer. Um, what do you feel like the power of art is in your medium and in you know, in the world? Yes. So, so harder, not, so when you ask that question, the thing that comes to mind is I have a best college friend who is a, a curator at MOCA in Los Angeles, the Museum of Contemporary Art. And when we were in college, she was um, studying art history. 
And I had the the great um, privilege of being sort of like the the first point of her lectures, right? Like or her papers she was writing. And and while I've always been someone who loves art, who you know draws, writes, um, paints, when I'm inspired, I never understood really the like the the transformative power of art, right? That artists aren't just making art for art's sake, many artists are really trying to push the needle on something important in our culture, in our, in our social, the social fabric of our society. Um, they're trying to say something, you know, they're trying to reflect something back to us. So I just, I, I, I love art, you know, like, I mean, that sounds so trite, right? But like, it really, I think it makes life so much more interesting and I'm, I also have an academic background. So most of my writing, I would say for the past several years is very academic. I'm like seeking the truth. You know, why, why are women suffering? Why are women unequal? And I focus on women in the Middle East quite often in North Africa, mm-hmm. which is very, you know, sad and very upsetting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very like in the academic space. But, um, but what I love about art is that it, it, it allows me to think about all of that research in, a, in just a much more... Um, like through a wider lens, right? It's not all about like numbers and statistics and they said this and this happened then. It's really like, let's just take a moment and see how an artist is interpreting this moment in time. And what do I get from that? You know, and how can I share that experience and that feeling with um, with someone who I also want to hear my message of whatever I'm researching, whatever I'm writing, whatever I'm feeling. So I think art is, you know, quintessential to our human existence. And it definitely makes it much more enjoyable, right? Like even when art is painful to look at or it's not so pleasant, you know, it just, it, you know, it just stimulates other parts of the mind that are sleeping sometimes. Yeah. yeah for sure. It's a catalyst and a yeah. catharsis, right? Totally. Yes. That is a perfect way to say it. Catalyst and catharsis. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I, I like the idea of combining, you know, this, uh, this idea that you said you're seeking the truth. Um, I, I just have this notion of, of diving deep into the research aspect of something and then getting moved by, um, an artwork done specifically by a person who has actually experienced the thing that you Mm -hmm. have written about. And that's, I think that's the thing is that, um, you know, like you were mentioning that art sort of opens that door inside of you and in order to receive information. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's a really fast way of introducing you to a topic and hitting you at that that spot where you you can't turn away. That's what I think um, when you're talking about that kind of art, the art that is seeking to, to sort of either hold up that mirror or hold up a, a megaphone and mm-hmm. say, hello, um, I need you to see this. And I, mm-hmm. I've encountered that in my own experience looking at art where you're 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 stopped by something and honestly, you don't know why. And then I am that I'm the, I'm the nerd that would stay in a library all day if I could too. And so I just have to dive deep into figure out my own personal reasons for doing that, but also why we as a collective community probably need to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. I mean, it makes me think, you know, we're, um, as both of you were speaking and asking this question, talking about that, you know, we're not just like blood and bones and tissues, you know, we really do have a consciousness, a soul, you know, and and that needs to be nourished. And I think like life can be very challenging and there's a lot of things that are thrown at us and, and that like that outlet of art just, yeah, keeps us revived. You know, it revives, it revives, keeps us going, I think. 
Yeah, and I think it, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about the the voices that are being heard, the women, and it's so needed right now. And I, you know, sometimes you don't. I don't know. You kind of don't think about that, you know, because we're here and I'm here in Los Angeles. I don't. You know what I mean? I, I, you know. And then it's it does open the doors, and it's so it's such a beautiful medium to show the world and to show the world and maybe to hit them in the face a lot of times. Like, you know, guess what? This girl in Afghanistan is experiencing this or this girl in Mexico. It's like, we are the same and you're right. It's not like it speaks to consciousness and it speaks to the soul. So it's, it's the work you're doing is really profound. It's, it's like, um, touches the heart yeah yes yeah and and so i mean I, now what's what's also great about women's voices now is we're not just in the world so i mentioned our youth program it's called girls oh, Voices now and we work with girls who are ages 14 to 18 from the greater los angeles area and we their parents and and caretakers entrust them to us for about five weeks in the summer to teach them how to make a short social change documentary film yeah. and so they and most most often these girls are, um, I mean, from Los Angeles, so they are interested in, in local issues affecting them, whether it's body image, self-care, mm. um, immigration issues. You know, we have some incredible shorts made by teenagers on our website as well. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, it's amazing. And, it, and so in creating, let's see, in helping them to tell their stories, it's um, it's not just about giving them technical filmmaking skills. It's really about like the building up who they are as an entire person mm-hmm. and having them believe and have the confidence yeah. in their own voice. So you know we do a lot of dance. And, well, when we're in person, there's dance and movement and yoga and meditation mm-hmm. and um, really like trying to get them to deeply share. And then they develop their film. You know, there's something about like really them getting into a safer space where they can be vulnerable with each other as teenage girls. Mm-hmm with media instructors and chaperones and everything and then and then seeing what stories come out of there too and and again like seeing seeing los angeles through the eyes of youth is um mind-blowing you know and really kind of gives us even more creative ways to to find solutions to local issues too wow um, or like i didn't even know there was like a there was a there's a there's a, an issue. Yeah, we had a film in 2018. I didn't know there was like an underground drag queen community. And even within oh. that drag community, there's colorism, you know? So like different drag queens of color have, you know, challenges in between. So, I mean, like just, wow. I mean, I didn't even know things like this go on in my own wow. um, community. So um, yeah. And then, like I mentioned, immigration issues, um, DACA recipients, you know, just a lot of things that we hear like very hard in the news and then you hear it through the personal experiences mm-hmm. of girls. It's, um, it moves you in a different way. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the notion of this idea that you're, you're creating space for people to, to not only have their voices heard, but to find their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that uh, girl's voices now is, right? It's this, this notion that honestly, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be yes. acknowledged, but yes. we grow up in a society that is constantly telling us to settle down and be quiet. Um, right. And so we sort of train ourselves to be that way. And you're, you're basically uh, giving permission. We talk about this all the time, having mm-hmm. to have permission to do something and then encouraging it and empowering them. And so I, I think it's a it's a whew, it's a really important thing, and I, I I'm so glad we found you, and I so glad we got to have this conversation with you today. Um, I could definitely talk to you forever about um, the amazing power of art and. 
the fact that you're uh, creating space uh, for uh, girls and women um, globally and locally and, and that you're open to learning from the own art, you know, the art that you are encouraging people to make. I, that's also incredible and making change that way. So thank you for joining us today. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. How can people get to know the film festival? Where do they go? And um, right. yeah, so to, first of all, thank you both for having me today. You're welcome. I'm delighted to have this time with you and to meet you and to know all of the amazing shows that you're doing and, and the message you're trying to spread. So thank you both for doing this. And um, to find out more about Women's Voices Now, it's womensvoicesnow.org. And we also have um, an Instagram account, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So you can just follow us on any of those places and sign up for our newsletter on the website. Um, there's just a nice little sign up button right at the top and um, you'll get a monthly newsletter, which will give you access to events that we're having, announcements, um, interesting other events that are happening with our partners. And that, that's the best way to keep in touch. And our film festival opens on March 1st. So check that awesome. out. Yes, everybody check that. That's a, it's one of the most important film festivals, I think, of our time. So thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And, uh, you know, contact us or Heidi if you have any other questions or if you want to join our conversation next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you.